Everybody, welcome to another episode of the Fair Chase Podcast. Before we start this episode, we're going to again take a little time to thank a little bit of the people who helped make this show possible. First up is 2.0 Gear. Uh, it's a new brand that we just started partnering with. Uh, they make awesome uh, high-end technical uh, hunting clothes, camo. Um, and so they're based in Michigan yep. and a uh, new company. We've tested them for months. I tested them uh, in the whitetail season last year. Great Merino base layers. Yep. Great awesome Merino shells. Yep. Awesome a, new pattern. A great system for going out west, but we'll use it a ton in the, in the whitetail woods too. So really excited to work with them. 2ogear.com. Go check them out. Next up is Worldwide Trophy Adventures. Uh, it's it's an awesome, uh, basically, connection to outfitters all over the world. So as a lot of people know, good hunting ground is really hard to come by. And um, oftentimes, the best way to ensure that you're going to get in a good spot or you may, maybe you need to legally have a guide is to, to go through an outfitter. Mm -hmm. um, and so... As you might know, if you've heard us before, we've had good experiences and bad experiences with outfitters, uh, which means, you know, in order to ensure you're going to have a good experience, you have to do a ton of research. You have to talk to people. It's just a lot of messing around. Worldwide Trophy Adventures, or WTA, does a lot of this work for you at no charge. So by booking your trip through WTA, you can rest assured that you'll be in a good location with a reputable outfitter um, that they've certified and endorsed. If you're looking to book a trip of a lifetime like I am, mm -hmm. uh, just headed to a moose hunt here through WTA, you're going to want to check them out. Uh, go give them a call. Actually, I have the number right here. It's 1-800-346-8747 or check out their website at worldwidetrophyadventures.com. All right, so we love Trophy Line. They offer more than just saddles. Believe it or not, they have their own climbing sticks. They've got platforms. They've got a ton of extra packs. Gear. They've got packs. They've got everything. Knee pads. Everything that you're going to need to be a saddle hunter, they have it. So if you want to start saddle hunting this year and get into the game like everyone else and really love hunting even more, go to Trophy Line. Check it out. Use the code TFC10 to save yourself 10% on that purchase. We're big bow hunters. Uh, sights, quivers, stabilizers, those kind of things are really important if you're going to have a deadly setup. Um, and so we've tried a lot of different companies in the industry and we've kind of figured out that we really like Redline gear the best. So, um, we are shooting their torch sites this yeah, year. It's Joe a, Shore, it's a really cool, one. really cool site. Very, there's a lot of good micro adjustments you can make. You mm -hmm. can customize a lot of the stuff on there really make it your own. The chargeable USB rechargeable yeah, light is really sweet. Cool. Um, and so we're huge fans of their stuff. We use them all the time. It's worth going to check them out. Uh, check out Redline. Use the promo code TFC10 for 10% off your purchase. And uh, let us know what you think. We love them. Hey, everybody. Uh, before we jump into this uh, hunting story that Joe is about to tell uh, about an elk hunt here, um, needed to remind you about a promo that Christensen Arms is running that goes through October 31. So if you don't remember, basically, uh, Christensen is a, a firearm manufacturer. They're the makers of the first carbon fiber barrel back in 1995. They make fantastic rifles. This one I just shot a, a moose with that we'll be telling the story of here soon. Um, and so what they're doing right now is now through October 31st, um, when you buy an eligible Christensen Arms rifle, you send their, their uh, team a form with your receipt. They'll verify your purchase and then give you a e-gift card for up to $750 to their store. So you can get accessories for your Christensen rifle. You can get some Leupold, Mystery Ranch, Half-Aids, Blades, Uncharted Supply Company, and many more products 
all you need to do is go to christiansonarms.com to learn more and take advantage of this incredible offer. I hope you enjoy today's podcast. All right, everybody, welcome back to another special episode of the Fair Chase podcast. Do you uh, say special before every single one? Um, I get, to, I, get to, I get to start the podcast however I want Sorry. to, and this time I'm saying a special episode. Um, so today I am the host, and actually I will be interviewing both Joe and James. Two episodes. It will be two episodes mm-hmm. in a row, so you'll get to embrace our lovely faces for both of those. And are we starting with you? It's your call, man, your podcast. I actually want to start with Joe. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, Joe, tell us about the trip that you just went on. I haven't. I to start off, I have not heard any of these stories. It's been killing me for number one because literally. Well, I know you guys have killed things. I have not. That's not true. Just did tonight. That's right. Should we start this podcast off with a word of congratulation for Jared? I actually have shooting a doe. It's sitting in the back of his truck right now, and all it's glory we went out and <laughs> i have not killed deer. a deer yet neither of you i have not killed a deer yet so that's one thing you have up on us already mm-hmm. well fine um i feel like we've successfully as a group come together really to as a team collectively makes yeah lots of death yeah i actually got some <laughs> blood on my my pants which i'm pretty happy about but i want to talk about these these trips you guys went on because they sound fantastic and i was completely jealous the entire time when you guys were out there, mm. um, and it's killing me that I don't know the story yet. So, it's not like you weren't invited. Yeah, <laughs> you were invited. I wasn't. In, I couldn't yeah. have made it anyway. Too damn busy. Yeah. And I also did call you after I shot it, but you were like the only one that can't figure out their phone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. The, I still. I called you on the way here too, uh, actually, and it went straight to voicemail. Shocking. You I, have to. Yeah. You know what I do? I call them twice in a row, and it gets around that stupid silence mode. I don't want to be in the middle anymore. I don't like this. No. Yeah, suck it, loser. <laughs> All right, shut up, idiots. So Let me hear, hear this story. Joe, when when, and where did you go hunting in the past month? Um, are we talking about specifically the elk? Or yes, yeah, I want to yeah. hear the elk hunt. It's been a busy month. Um, so the 15th of September is roughly the time frame that I shoot for when I elk hunt, mm-hmm. um, kind of that middle middle to third week time frame. Um, but hunting the same area for four years now and okay. done pretty well so i went there this summer and was there for work in wyoming bombed back up there did a little bit of scouting and then scouted another area that i was actually planning on hunting if i had like a full normal elk hunt where it's like 10 12 days you're out there for work yeah but was out there for extra couple of days to scout too nice. so um didn't end up hunting that area which kind of bums me out because i really want to get into that area and hunt it a little bit something new we were close to it where we we're bear hunting. Which uh, part? What the happened good there? Part. The day I missed my bear. Oh, I like it back there. So, oh, yeah. we You pointed to some spots out when we were. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I do want to get over there. But got in there on the 15th, um, familiar area-ish, and uh, got there at like shit you got there late yeah like from midnight. what i remember yeah dude yeah <laughs> i called you where were you oh sorry sir four four um probably should have put it there where i think i called you when you were driving or something no i had to call you because yeah <laughs> yeah you were like oh yeah that's right <laughs> <laughs> so you were like it was oh shit i was in saskatchewan at that yeah point. it was like two o'clock in the morning at that point so i landed all my bags got there fine which was good but then <laughs> i took an uber to the u-haul place and u-haul closes at like eight <laughs> at midnight so but you're stuck 
in the past they've like dropped the u-haul off at the airport for me and apparently they don't do that anymore they're getting less cool <laughs> but they have that truck share thing now where you go there you sign in on the app you take a picture of your id and then they give you the code of the key box you get the truck and you go okay so easy peasy right. seems pretty you seamless think. i like did my research on it and like watched youtube videos <laughs> of people doing it like nothing could go wrong called them right before they closed i'm like hey just confirming that my van is there everything's good yep everything's good keys are in the key box you'll have no problem sounds good so get there get dropped off by my uber bow case and tote in the parking lot kind mm-hmm. of thing and i'm going through this app and it's just like kind of clunky it's super slow and then they ask for forms of identification like no problem snap picture of the id put in all my stuff and like it ran like five minutes of processing and then it would come back saying denied i need another form of identification so i call like the 24-hour helpline they're like yeah since you're renting from out of state you need to have two forms of id so you have to have like a passport or a birth certificate or something crazy (laughs) at like like one in the morning one in the morning i'm in billings this is awesome like well what else can i do is there is there anything that we can do that keeps me from sleeping in this parking lot until 8 a.m the next morning and like well we could have someone call and vouch that you are who you are so it's two o'clock it's two o'clock in the morning in billings it's four o'clock in the morning at home the only one i know that's west of me that might still be up is james because he's driving back from his hunt no yeah. way yeah, yeah. so yeah. all the old boy i call his ass and i'm like hey u-haul is about to send you like a code you yeah like, really vouch oh yeah yeah so they did that kicked it back and they're like all right we need one more form i'm like what about another guy and then sent it to Jordan, the camera guy. Yeah, oh, perfect. <laughs> Had him do it. Finally, they kick it back, get the van. Holy crap. This lady calls me, and she's like, uh, do you know Joe Griffin? I'm like, yeah. Oh, they actually call you? They called me. A woman called me, and it's like, <laughs> she didn't even say goodbye. I'm like, yeah. She's like, okay, click. <laughs> and I was like, wow. Okay, the same same drill for, for Jordan. That's just all like, it takes to identify somebody? Just identifies you. Hey. Is it you? And Yep. Okay, click. So, got that figured out. Um Hit the road, got there at like, I don't know, 4.30 at this point. So I was like, there's no point in going to bed now. I was going to sleep in the van for a couple hours, hoping I'd get there at like 1, 2 o'clock, but that didn't happen. No. So started loading stuff up. It was cool. A um, little bit of wind, but like just nice elk hunting weather. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to work my way up this ridge. Done it a million times in the dark, so I kind of know – the, sh- the shoot to go up and the ones not to. Was this the same spot that you killed the elk in the blizzard? Same area. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yep. Within two miles of that. Okay. Okay. So cool. Um, same string of mountains. Sure. But yep. Um, climbed up to that ridge, got there right at daylight, and ripped off a bugle. And it was like immediately after I bugled. I heard cows going nuts below me, Jeez. and then a bugle. I'm like, holy cow. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it's like the same thing that happened the year before, or two years before. I didn't have a tag last year, but had two bulls come in within the first 15 minutes of me hunting last year or two years ago and shanked a tree, unfortunately. Hmm. So they were doing the same thing. They came out. There was a bunch of cows, a spike, and like this little three-by-two raggy dude. So they all went by me, um, went up and over the ridge, and one side, it's all, like, big rocky burn, and then one side, it's all dark timber on the north face. Okay. And so it's, like, dark timber from 6,800 feet all the way down to, like, four and a quarter kind of thing. Ways down. Yeah. So rip a bugle up at the top facing down to the dark timber, 
and heard a couple piping off way down in the bottom. They were still coming back up off of the, the base and yep. into the timber. So, like, good. I'm just going to kind of chill here and let them come back up to their beds because they usually bed up in that top third of the mountain. And I'm much more in striking distance than if I'd try to get down kamikaze them. So yeah. stayed up there, kind of let them do their thing. They came up a little bit more. They kind of stayed about that halfway point, and they never really bedded. I was surprised. Usually it's like 9, 30, 10 o'clock, and they're about in their beds, and they kept just kind of shuffling back and forth on the side of the mountain, and the thermals were weird, and things were tumbling a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't bonsai in there like I usually do just because everything was so – uneasy yeah that they okay. weren't they weren't bedding the wind was really all over the place so just kind of hung back for a little bit got to like two three o'clock and it finally started stabilizing the sun came up thermals are drafting a little bit better now so drop in on them um what happened then i worked you fell asleep yeah <laughs> <laughs> actually i didn't yet but no no um dropped in on them and didn't have a whole lot of action that first day until like four or five o'clock then they started kind of getting amped up again they like 10 to four they kind of shut down and just sat in their beds and <laughs> didn't do a whole lot okay so um bless me bless you <laughs> Blessed me. you're ruining the story <laughs> got got into them later in that evening um had a five by five come out at like 84 yards just dogging a cow satellite trying to squeal them off the the herd ball that was on private and then it got dark and i was like dead to the world tired kind of thing mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. just literally flopped out right there put a tent on a very steep part of the hill and just dug my heels into the tent like this and just slept it was very uncomfortable but like i i had no gas left in me <laughs> it was time to sleep did you uh how long did you sleep uh, i got up at four the next morning to okay go back up to the ridge and so I'll either that night let it get dark and then get elevation again and run that ridge and bugle, or I'll get up well before light, get up on the ridge and bugle and kind of locate where they are in the dark so I can yeah. come up with some somewhat of a plan. I didn't have any energy in me to go back up to ridge run and bugle that night. and like, I'll just do it in the morning. Yeah, sure, so right. Mm-hmm. Got up at 4, climbed up to the top, ridge ran a little bit, gets light at like 7, 7.30, so – Bugled a little bit. They were all way down in the basin again, which was good. Um, I actually slid back down, which is not what I typically do in the morning because I I typically like to have them come up and get close to their bed before I start making a play on them because if you go at them right away in the morning, unless you really have a pattern to them and know what they're going to do, if you have a herd bull with cows and you're bugling them in the morning, trying to get them going, trying to pull him away from his cows he's mm-hmm. just going to push those cows and get him away from you kind yeah of thing. just take him out somewhere else right he'd rather at that time of the year he would rather maintain the cows that he has than come fight you to either come get whatever cows you have figuratively or defend you he'll just keep his harem to himself and keep him moving kind of thing so if you bugle at him a lot in the morning get him like they'll they'll respond but typically it's like a gobbler will Keep gobbling at you after you've already he's seen you. Mm-hmm. He'll still shot gobble at you a little bit. But yeah, he's want he nothing to do out. with you. Yep. So let him come up, get into his bed, and uh, once they're in their bed, they're stationary. They're much more killable. Yeah, because then you can get inside of his bubble, 
And then if you bugle inside of that like 150, 200 yard bubble, then he's defensive. This he's like, you're sure. real close yeah. to me. Yeah. And get this out is of his here. bedroom. Yeah. This is his cows. Now he's there. The cows are sitting down. He can get up and leave, defend his harem, and not worry about them drifting off, kind of thing. Makes so, sense. Got in there with him. Um, he had some satellites. He was a really good bull, like, I don't know, 320, 330 bull, which is pretty good for that area. Yeah. Big six point. And he had a dozen ish cows with them. And then just satellites kind of orbiting his little bubble mm-hmm. there. So you'd see one kick out into the broken timber. You'd see one on your way going into him. You'd get a flash of some hide going through sure. the woods. Just they're always kind of there. Just in case picking something off. Yeah. So when he come, if one comes from the side and he has to go defend that, they'll see an opening there and try to sneak a cow out of there kind yeah. of thing. And there is a, a herd here. Real beta move. Real you know? beta move. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know guys like that in school. Yeah, I do too, like, yeah. Just see the opportunity and they like slide they in. Just slide in. That's yeah, what they got. DMs. The shoulder to cry on. <laughs> That's There's, right. They've always been that guy. They're just good listeners. <laughs> just, they just get more. Yeah. <laughs> he just understands me. So I had a herd here um, with a herd bull, some satellites orbiting it. Another mile and a half, mile and a quarter. I saw another one down here right at first light go up into that. So that was kind of my plan B is to go a little bit further west after that one. Okay. And then heard some more down on the private, and there's always satellites that orbit the private because yeah. they're there. So up on this hill, I slide into them. It's like probably 11, 1130, and I rip a bugle. I can see one of his cows on the outside. Usually there's like one sentry cow that kind of sits up on a knob and watches over everything, and he'll yeah. lay down with the rest of the cows. So I can see her. I rip a bugle and start raking, and he just loses his mind bugles. Like, cuts me right off, glunking back and forth. He's moving cows around and stuff, but not really leaving this little – it's a the bottom part of a drain comes up on a saddle, and they're kind of on both sides of this little saddle. Oh, cool. So it's one little hump in there, but they're just in this nasty spot to get to because yeah. it's – you have her sitting up on this little perch, and so you can see down both sides. So I'm mm-hmm. kind of just glassing her as I'm bugling. I'll bugle. She'll kind of look over in my direction, but it's thick enough she can't see me, but I'm kind of glassing her. So when she relaxes and looks back the other way, I'll slide in a little bit further. Then I'll bugle and rake and stuff. And I could just never get him to – I could pressure him. I could get him excited, but I could never get him to fully commit to yeah. come out yeah. kind of thing. So I had a nice satellite bull come charging in between us, and I had him at 64, and it was a good bull. Sure. Normally I would have killed him, but this one was like – I could see the, the herd bull now. And I'm in a spot where I think I can slide in and actually just kill him in his bed. Like, I don't need him to move kind of right. thing. So I'm sliding in on him, sliding in on him. I passed the bull that was kind of skirting. He stood up for one second, pushed him off, came right back to his hole. Poof, sat oh, right really? Down. Yeah, he was just like, this is his spot. That's yeah. my, my pad. So, yeah, it was like you could tell it was just tore to shit in there. That was his little hole. His little, yeah, bedroom. So, moved in. I got to 61 yards from him, and he was bedded. With his ass facing me, feet kicked out this side, and hills going down like this, and I'm like up and above him right here. So I've got a quartering away shot with his back hip right here. Yeah. I need to like just pivot a little bit more above yeah. him and less behind him, and I could stuff one right into him. Yeah. And as I'm kind of like, I'm literally just like bow and hand arrow knocked like this, and just kind of creeping like this oh, really? along the side yeah. of the hill. And I look up and I just see pff, eyes right on me and that cow had moved like five yards 
up on the other side of that saddle oh. and that bitch pegged me really like, bad <laughs> she, she didn't like usually they bark yeah the bark, alarm yeah, yeah. bark and then the whole thing is cooked but she just kind of walked right through the bottom picked them all up and they just went really kind of thing. she didn't bark he didn't know what was up they all just kind of okay skirted off so i'm like all right i'll let him go for a little bit i know kind of the area like they're probably working down towards the other herd that i saw and go into that part of the timber. Yeah. <clears throat> so I'm just going to let him go, calm back down, make a move on him a little bit later. So I'm sitting there, and I think I was, like, texting or FaceTiming Chase or something like that and just, like, relaxing for a second, mm-hmm. eating a snack. And I just kick back for a little bit and just kind of let things calm down longer than what I normally would. It was, like, an hour. You're just two. hanging out. I'm just chilling there, kind of yeah. catching my steam back. I slept for four hours, so right. <laughs> I'm dog-ass tired. And all of a sudden, I just see tines coming through. And I'm like, shit, my bow is here, not an arrow knocked. I just grab my rangefinder, 31, bull coming right oh, up the hill. Oh, really? Me. Yeah. So I grab my bow, and he's in this little draw. I'm right on the top of the little knob, and I draw, and he gets behind a tree and comes right around the edge here, and he's broadside. But, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's right here. So... <laughs> He uh, he comes Today, around. This, he comes around this tree, and um, the angle made it look like because when I first saw him, he's coming straight at me. Yeah. When I ranged him, he was thirty-one coming straight at me, and then he kind of looped around this tree and continued the course a little bit. So I figured he was like, by the time I knocked an arrow, and during all this, I'm like flustered. Yeah, so of course. I knocked ready. my arrow upside down. Cockvane is down instead of up, which doesn't freaking matter. But you, I f- like panicked, yeah, flipped right. it around, got it up right. <laughs> yeah. So come to full draw, and I put my thirty yard. I spun actually my sight to thirty. Okay. Like Twenty and thirty six on that two pin. Yep. yep. Oh yeah. So I spun yep. it to thirty, and I figured he was inside of that by the time I flipped it, got drawn and got on. It's perfectly broadside. So I put the thirty low, like sure. right on the heart. Yeah. And I just, I let the arrow go and I watched that arrow just bury right behind the pin. And it was too, like, lower than I would have wanted to hit. Yeah. So went through, perfect pass through. I'm like, okay, maybe we're just smoke the shit out of the heart. Uh, We talked right after that. Yeah. So he peels off, runs up the hill, 64 facing straight away. And I kind of gave him another one going through the brush. I thought I hit him again. Turns out I didn't. Yeah. Went right there, um, ran over the hill, dumped down out of out of sight. Shit. So I'm like, okay, go to my arrow, coated in blood. I'm like, good maybe, blood. I mean, it's bright red. Blood's sure. blood. Yeah. Definitely not lung blood. Bright red. So I'm kind of like, is this heart? Is this muscle? Not sure yet. Take up his track, and I gave him, I gave him a couple hours because I wasn't sure, but I took up his track. Those are some long hours too. They're yeah. terrible. You know hours. what I mean? Yeah. People gloss over that, but it's always like it sucks. The, some of the worst part is just sitting there, like waiting. Well, you're thinking, did I hit him too? Like you're saying, did you hit him too low? Did you hit him too high? Did I yeah. hit him at all? Did yeah. you play everything through your head? And then you, the biggest thing afterwards is like, God, all of this was I was sitting in the elk bedding area taking a breather. I just pushed the herd bull and his <laughs> cows out of it slightly. Like they didn't know it was up, them. but. I'm also sitting down in like the sanctuary yeah. where they hang. Why don't I have an arrow knocked? Right. But you were just chilling. Stupid. You figured you pushed him out. And, and so this was a satellite bowl that had must. This must was a satellite. I think this well. is the same satellite bowl that 
I passed at 64, yep. making a loop because he mm. heard the commotion and just came back up in there and was sent checking it or whatever. He was completely calm, just worked right up. My wind's in my face, had no clue I was there. I had all the time. I could have ranged him again. I could have spun the dial back up. I right. could have just, like, slowed the <laughs> hell down and held it in the high lung and crushed him and been done. Yeah. So I'm, oh, kind, well. I'm kind of foreshadowing here. I don't. I didn't find the bull. Yeah. So – Followed blood for 400 yards, and the first little bit of it was like any brisket hit. Sure. Where just like <laughs> so much anything. blood, but all dead center in the track. But it's always enough blood to make your hopes Excited. high. It's yep. always I had enough. that last year with that like, buck I shot. Big-ass like, oh. pools. and Yeah, like, it's it like, just, oh, he's he's bleeding. He's going to bleed out. Right. No, they never do. No. Nope. So spent that whole day just gritting, following – different trails that he could have gone off when the blood dried up. He went down into a creek and then I lost it after the creek a little ways after that. And during all this, I'm tracking, not hunting. And there's bulls just freaking screaming. <laughs> like it's straight Jurassic park in this Canyon. Yeah. So I'm like, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so bulls are chasing cows around me and kind of thing. And finally I get up and I'm like, I'm just going to get back up onto the knob and I'm going to start glassing. Yeah. And just see if I can see him. And sure enough, I get up on this rock and I'm glassing down on the bottom. There's elk freaking everywhere. I see him because it, it, he has a very distinct, his sword is super short on one side. I thought he was a five by six, but yeah. it was a six by six. Yeah. It's a super short uh, sword tine on the one. And he's out there breeding a cow. Really? Same day. Wow. So, so he's fine. He's very a flesh wound. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's through the brisket. I mean, it's going to bleed a lot. I doubt he would die of infection there kind of thing. Right. Usually that would clot back up. and Those usually, wow. they usually survive that pretty yeah. well. Good yeah. for him, though. What a trooper. And he's banging and right afterwards. It's a man after, after my own heart. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> and they're, they're a tough animal to begin with, and I know everyone says that about every freaking animal, but I've killed bulls that have brow tines that are broke off up in their skull. I've seen them where, like – my buddy afterwards killed a bull that got shot high in the shoulder, had an arrow lodged here, and this hole in the top, it must have been a really hard downward angle, was completely filled and overflowing with maggots. Oh, so and The bull gross. was still running. Really? Yeah. Like, they're just incredible. It's that time stupid. you make hay while the sun shines, man. Yeah. <laughs> you, get, you get a few weeks the whole year. He's going to die in dysentery. Uh, you know what? He's going to die with it. empty nuts. Yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> He's Might thinking well. to himself, there are worse ways to die at this point. <laughs> yeah. So see him, realize that he's in, he's down on private now. He's not mortally wounded. He's right. good. So made the decision to continue hunting, knowing that that was the case. Yeah. Yep. So, I like it. You gave it the old college try. Yeah. Like the, yep. So, so that, was he. that morning, actually, I'm sorry. It wasn't that night. It was that morning that I saw him. I thought I saw him the night before. Didn't confirm it. The next morning I did see you him. You for sure saw for him. For sure. Yeah. Like saw the whole kind of thing. It was yeah. already kind of like mudded over looking. So nice is what it is. Rub some dirt in it type mm. of deal. Yeah. Right. Swim in a wallow for a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So went back up and kind of repeated the same process. Got back up onto that ridge. Ridge bugled up there. Yep. Heard some stuff fired back up. Went further west to the point where, like, that ridge gets cliffed out. There's a big rock face, and then you can shoot straight down, and it's a lot steeper timber, but there's more um, – how do I put it? It's like ribs 
ribbed for the pleasure. Mm-hmm. So straight down, there's like, lots of little drainages like and little shoots. Yeah. So, but Trojan not, draw. not this mm-hmm. way, this way. So okay. of lots of like little contours with the mountain coming down. So if you're calling for yourself, yeah, a lot more advantageous to do it that way. Sure. That makes sense. Calling for yourself is hard to begin with because you can't be like, you want to be out of sight of the shooter yeah. where the elk is going to be coming through. Cause like you think a Turkey can pinpoint a sound. They can, pinpoint a yeah. sound just like they moose. actually have outside ears turkeys just have holes just holes you know Yuck, so just... they can spin their ears around and yeah, yeah. real ears <laughs> so i'm working these contours a little bit and bugle and i have one i get down to like the halfway point because there's been elk hanging a little bit lower mm-hmm. and bugle and three bulls light up above me I'm like, really Sweet. back up the freaking hill <clears throat> so take one of those contours and just shoot until i think i'm even with them and bugle again, and I don't hear another bugle, but I just hear branches breaking. Really, yeah. <laughs> like, close. So went down and up onto a contour just so I can see over into the next one, and I'm shooting all my bugles projecting away from the bull. Sure. So he's hopefully going to assume that I'm down Think over the past. next one. Yep. yep. So cow call a little bit, not really responsive to the cow calls. If I bugle, he freaking cuts me off screaming. Really? So I can see him now. 54 yards in the thick. He's raking a tree, just shredding it. <laughs> Comes down to 30, and he's frontal facing me <laughs> cool. at, at 30, but he's down below me on one of these little contours. Yeah, that's cool. a tough. So if bulls like this, I'm up here, and I have frontal and frontal only. That's like a terrible angle. You yeah, can't really do that. You'd have to basically put it under just his chin so close. Shave him a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you'd have to like either hit the chin bone to get down into here to get – and that's a, a deep frontal shot. That's yeah. not great. Usually you want to be even with them or below them to take a frontal and put it right in the right baseball. Right up that little hole right here, right? Yeah, yeah. so where the, the dark meets light, eight inches above. So yeah. Adam's apple, and that'll go the long way through them. But mm. just didn't have it. Things, things you know. Uh-huh. Things, things you learn. You, know. you got to shoot more animals head on. Apparently. That's how I got Well, I Or in the butt. Or, or in the butt. Or in the butt. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> so. But he, he got down to that bottom. And I let one more call go down over the ridge on the backside. He's only 30. I just need him to move. I need him to go broadside. Yeah. I need him to just do something. Yeah. Some so kind of turn. I look back and just bugle like this facing away from him. And I turn back and he's facing straight away from me walking up the hill. Like he walked down to the bottom goes, nope, he's not here. And just about face. Didn't like, Whip. didn't look around, didn't pan, yeah. just Poof, right back up the hill. Really? Oh, you sly son of a bitch. <laughs> so I drop down on my side of the contour, grab my pack, and sprint up this hill to get above. I'm and he can't see you. No, he can hear me, but. He I, doesn't know. He thinks I'm an elk. Yeah. Hopefully. So literally sprint up this mountain 500 feet to get it back under the ridge, circle around, and my wind was marginal on that side. So I want to get above him. Take that ridge, get on the other side of him. Mm-hmm. What time of day is this? Yeah, I was going to ask. This is 3 o'clock, 2.30. Okay, so, yeah, sure. And it's within 20 minutes of when I shot the bull the day before. Oh, that wow. That 3 o'clock hour was just awesome. <laughs> so got back up onto the ridge, dumped back over to the west further, came back down onto yep. him again, lost like another 250 feet, gained 500, over 500, down 250. Yep. Bugled, cut me off. Oh, really? Okay. He's fired up. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. So he starts bugling, and he's quite a ways below me now. I could have probably gone further down and been good, but I was losing some shooting. It was super thick on that side. And 
as I'm working him, another bull, even with me to my right, cuts me off at the same time. Choices, (laughs) sir. So this guy's going off. This guy's going off. But he's already came in once and kind of was like, yeah. Yeah, he's a little bit more wary. Yeah. He didn't bark or anything. He didn't blow out of there, but he – He's came in once already. Yeah. So this other bull is – he's like 250 below me. This one's like 500. Yeah. Four, okay. 400 for sure. And I start dropping in on this one a little bit lower, and this one bugles again unprovoked. Oh, baby. And it's like <laughs> squealing at the top, so fired up. <laughs> so I bugle at him, and he's another 100 yards closer. Like this one is even with me elevation-wise. I've got a knob again. Looks like – Really good situation. Mm-hmm. Don't have a clue what he is. Just angry bugle. That's all. Yep. I haven't seen him yet. The one below me is still slowly kind of coming up to me, but not bugling as much. Sure. So Jeez. I'm kind of splitting my focus between these two, and I'm in an open spot, which sucks. Yeah. So I'm kind of like, I need to, you need to like commit pick, to one. pick one yeah. to go mm-hmm. after here. And as I'm mentally thinking all this, this one bugles again at like 70. I'm like, Done. okay, there we Done. are. Yep. yep. So grab my pack, put it back on, and I need to get out of this open spot on the other side of this draw and work him from there. Because if he comes to here, he's going to be able to hide in the timber, look out, and be like, I don't see anything. It's not worth my time. Not good. Yeah. As I'm doing this, bull below me is 50 yards. He came in completely (laughs) silent, saw me this time, (laughs) blows out. Yep. Sees me good that time. Bark? Didn't bark. But blows out, makes a bunch of ruckus, and that crashing and commotion Drew got this guy? thing wound up. Really? Can't control himself, screaming his brains <laughs> out. So I didn't have to call. I got to 50 yards from that bull, not having to call. Like, I just – he's raking shit. He's throwing shit around. He's covered it. I see him now. He's coked, like, covered in mud. Really? Like, just looked brown. He's mad. Yeah, so he, he, just came, he just came out of a wallow. I get to a point where I got cover, but I can still shoot. I'm like, all right, I can call him from here. I do the same thing. I look back. I rip a hard bugle because he's already nuts. Yeah. And I see his face. He's coming straight up at me, and I can see his nostrils just, like, flared up. Yeah, that And I can see his fronts hanging out. And you know, like, if – you're around cattle yep. when they're pissed off. Yep. They kind of like roll their they eyes. They go like, back. yeah, mm-hmm. I was just going to say yeah. their nose goes open. And their eyes just kind of like sink back into the corner. And they just show as much white exactly yeah. that. Oh, yeah. I get so the stanky eye. I'm like looking through this timber and I can see the whites and he's just freaking drool <laughs> hanging mad. out of his mouth. He's like <laughs> beside himself pissed. <gasps> so he, I've got a game trail going from me to him, same elevation. Like he's going to walk this thing and I'm going to shoot him like frontal at feet kind of thing. Yeah. So he get, hits the game trail. I bugle once more, cuts me back off again, and he just fucking stands there. <laughs> and I've got – I'm ranging him like 38. And I can see most of them. Yeah. But there was one – I've got a video of this to see it too. I've got one overhanging limb that's like right at the top of his lung. Yeah. Which at 38 is like – Right, and it's that's three the quarter, angle in. That's it's how it'll... three quarters of the way to him. Like, dude, that is like the worst yeah. place for that stick. So I just sat there and was silent for a while, and it's like five minutes of me just sitting here like this. I'm leg kicked out on a knee, trying to get low because if I got high, then I couldn't see through all the canopy. Yeah. And he's just sitting there, sitting there, sitting there, and finally he just kind of turns his head and looks back down, like looking back like he wanted to leave. Yeah, of course. Like so that. 
One cow call off his side. Boom, bugles. Still in the game. He takes really? one step forward and I draw. And I'm I'm sitting here like this. And his face is in the game trail. When I say game trail, it's like a path this wide on the side of a mountain that's this steep. Yeah. Sure. So I'm sitting in it like this, full draw. And I can see his face. And I need him to just take one more step up into it to peek around to see what I am. Yeah. And he just won't freaking do it. He's just sitting there, sitting there, sitting there, sitting there. So finally, I'm like, like kind of oh, more, more aggressive, yeah, more aggressive. And he just sitting there staring at me now, right down the game trail. I'm like, God damn, really? So I'm two and a half minutes at full draw. No way. At this point. I'm like putting my, the string stop against my knee, trying to hold this thing. Oh, <laughs> I've never tried that before. Miserable. Yeah, dude. Torquing the shit out of it. Yeah. And finally, I just, like, I got to let down. He's staring at me, but, like, I can't hold this thing anymore. Yeah. I'm dehydrated. I'm tired. Like, I'm cramping and shit. Yeah. So I just, as slow as I can, just muscle this freaking thing down. And as soon as I get to the bottom, <laughs> he steps out in the open. No. I'm like, you mother. So I just crank it back. I'm up now. I'm like, I don't freaking care. Thump. Smack him. Really? So <laughs> what? he yes. steps up, wheels down, and there's a cliff right below that game trail and he freaking <laughs> air mails it off this cliff hits the deck gets up rolls crashes right there really yep. holy punched cow, him right dude. through the shoulder really so, yeah so what was it what was the f total distance you shot him at i ranged him at 36 and then he kind of paralleled so yeah. I, I just put that second pin right mega meet him mega meted him don't listen to people who say you can't shoot a mega meet or expandable on an elk like that's the third bull that i've killed with a mega meet every time yeah. you've you've talked we've talked at least one time other time where even like mega meets work i grabbed the wrong broadhead i think you told me once and shot him with it <laughs> so yeah that same <laughs> race and he two, did oh. two years ago i had a mixed quiver i had I think uh, that's a great uh, bar name. Mixed the mixed quiver. That is a good bar name. Yeah, that's ours. Yeah, that. yeah. Dibs. Don't, Dibs. Don't Dibs. Don't Tr- TM. TM. But I had mega meats for mule deer, and I had strikers. I think for yeah. elk. Yeah, yeah. And moved in on this elk and grabbed one out of the quiver, and it ended up being a mega meat. Shot him in his bed, and it just destroyed him. So mega meats are mean. Yeah, I get it Makes when it like work. people if. If they're worried about hitting the shoulder, like prior to this, I wouldn't have wanted to shoot him in the shoulder with a mechanical. Yeah. But it freaking pounded him. Really? But if you hit that knuckle, yeah. I don't care what you're shooting. I don't think it's going through. Right. Iron will. They're not going to chisel through that big old I don't think so. Mass. And if they do, you're not going to get you're enough. You're not getting the penetration. No. Need. it's it, If it does break it, you broke his leg, but you're not getting into the vitals, no. I don't think, at that point. So... And then the the flip side is if you hit him back, I'd rather have a big old hole. I, I always hole, just yeah. aimed back yep. with my right. expandables, and like they all like seventy yards was about how far they always went. Yeah. You aim a little farther back, you get you clip along or two. Goes right through. You get something, ribs. you know, enough stuff yeah, back there. Yeah. No, Joe, that's a that's a heck of a story, man. And you did it all by yourself. Yeah, you're no one to talk Solo. to. I had uh, some buddies that were like. 15 miles on the other side that ended up moving in a little bit closer. And then two buddies that I used to hunt with like all the time out there, they, they were hunting the crazies and I 
they were there before I was. And I said, get your ass back here. It's on fire now. Because they're like, we haven't heard a bugle in there when we were there. And it was nuts while I was there. Really? So they came back actually the day that I killed them and hiked down to the camp. And I was like, got one. So I was caller for the rest of the week. Then did a little bit of mule deer You hunting. got into another one, didn't you? You, you, you guys shot another with one, the couple. Yeah, with that group? Yeah. So um, my buddies from the UP that were hunting 15 miles away, we got into one with them, first elk. Um, and then I called in a different bull. No, I'm sorry. That was a different time. Um, Aaron and Jeff got on a bull while I was mule deer hunting. They shot that one. And then, uh, Ryan, the UP group after I had left, moved into my area and killed a six by six. Really? Nice so, one. Yeah. Awesome. yeah. And then Curtis was in there. Yes. Two days ago and missed a bull. So. Curtis, B- bump Shout a bow. At least he knows how to put it back together if it breaks. Hopefully, he texted me to, or actually talked to him quite a bit last night and today, and they were in him. I think he said he saw sixteen bulls last night. Oh, so like, it's still going. It's I gotta, still ramping. I got to get a tag for there. I tried to this year. I just didn't get drawn. Yeah, but stop. H- how many points does it take to guarantee? A- There's no guarantee, and it's changing every year. So the way that it is right now. For the general combo, this yeah. isn't the elk license or the deer license. This is the combo that they yep. give 17000 of. If you have zero points, your odds are, and this is kind of up in the air, but 70% is what they publish. Oh, that's If right. you have you one point, this. you have zero. If you have two points, it's 96. So, so either zero or two. Zero or two. Yeah. Yeah, if you have one point, you might as well not even apply. Yeah. So. Interesting. So next year I'll go in with zero. Just see what happens. See what happens. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I did. And I was going to go with you. I, that was the original plan was for me to go. Well, you put it in for the alternate list, so you didn't get a point. No, I didn't get a point. That's right. Because no. it was too late, I want to say, before, by the you time I thought. You didn't get a point? No. No. Sucks. no, that's fine. I'd so, rather go with zero. But what's cool is if you don't draw or you don't apply at all like you didn't this year, you have yeah. to apply in March. Mm. If you miss that window or if you had different plans or something that fell through, you can put in for the alternate list in June. Then anyone that draws the elk tag, and then they say let they draw New Mexico. They can go on one elk on a year. Yeah, they're going to turn their Montana in and go to New Mexico. Gotcha. So then there's 500 tags that come back of those 17,000 ish. Yeah, something I like uh, that. did not get drawn for that. No, but next year I'm going in March. And can I do? Can you do June for leftover after you don't get drawn? Yeah. Um, as soon as they publish the draw results, then you can put in for the alternate list mm. if you don't draw them. Mm. My buddy Brad drew a tag that way last year, last year two years ago. Yeah. So it does happen. I mean, it would be sweet. Yeah. That, but that the original plan was I was I was just gonna grab a cow tag and shoot a cow. You, would you have had a shot at a cow? Would you you would have killed a cow. Heck yeah. Yep. Mm. I'm not above killing a cow. Like first morning because I had those the oh, spike right. six cows and the little bull come into like forty. So we would have been packing on day one. Yep. I'm packing Shoot always. Them. Yeah. Well, Jared. That's elk. You have to tell me. You have to take us out here. Make it smooth. <laughs> I've never taken us out of here yeah, before. Yeah, I try it. That was um, that was a very uh, inspiring story there, Joe. To do, it, to do it solo is pretty cool. It is, man. Like, to do like, – uh, not a lot of guys would be cool hanging – and doing that by themselves, and I've done a I've done a couple whitetail solo trips, and I don't think it it could compare to anything like that. For number one, you're in a a vast wilderness 
where with bear bears. Well, yeah, bears, mean but kind of bears. But also, I mean, I mean, we've talked about this. Anyone, anytime you split up from a hunting group, I mean, there's a there's always the risk of injury. You know, um, you could be stranded up there uh, with weather, kind of like your other trip that you had gone on. I mean, that yeah. was that was crazy. You I mean you're packing on an elk and you're so tired you just kind of fell, yeah, and yeah. then fell asleep for two hours in the snow. Yeah, that wasn't um, smart. You know, I've gotten a lot smarter since then, though, and kind of know my limitations with stuff. And sure, I'm, I'm you got to find exactly. your you find your way a little bit. That yeah, way. and I'm still like not saying I don't get tunnel vision, and I've seen it. Yeah, push yeah. that point a little bit, but <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. It's, so oh, Joe vision, it's always good. Yeah, it's but no, it's um, it, it's an experience that you get to have that you're by yourself, and no one else gets to have that experience but you. And you I, will forever have that experience. I do like hunting with other people too. Um, and it's because I didn't usually like I have a solo hunt or two a year and I didn't elk hunt for myself last year. I didn't draw a tag. And so the only solo hunt that I had was the sheep hunt last year, which oh, yeah. really wasn't a solo hunt. Cause you have a guide and a camera guy. Yeah, sure. So I kind of missed that, the quiet, that yeah. feeling a little bit. Yeah. But overall elk hunting is definitely if if you have a good partner and both people know how to call, yeah, then hunting in pairs is significantly more efficient. Yeah, because sure. you like the two bulls that I didn't call in and kill. If I had a caller that knew what he was doing, hundred percent different opportunity. You were gonna teach me and everything. I was really excited to be yeah. a caller. I, I was banking on you. Yeah, <laughs> <'Cause> like, <laughs> yeah I, I've never had someone call for me successfully. I, I don't know if I've ever actually had someone ever call for me now that I think about it. But so everything that I've done up to this point has been, I want to, I want to be that man. You should be that I big be shoes that, to fill there. Dimmer. Take, take my, what, what would that brains? be? My, Mantle? Uh, no, I was, I'm thinking of like a virginity type word. Oh, uh, be, uh, your chastity card. De- deflower me. Yeah. I'll de- that's all right. <laughs> that's better. Yeah. It's de- classy me. to say it. Yeah. Yuck. So you can end it there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, that was a that was a sweet story. I'm excited to hear more of them coming up. Um, next up, we've got James. Wait, you have to say end because we're going to start. Yeah, I'm going again. to. Um, oh, you're saying next week for yes. people who are listening. Next week, we're going to hear about James's moose hunt, and I'm excited to dive into that one as well because that's another story we haven't heard about. So I'm going to grill him as much as I grilled Joe. It's not a whole lot, um, but thank you for listening. Smash that subscribe button, like, share, <laughs> like, share, subscribe on every platform that you know of, and we'll see you next week.